Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. What's up, what's happening, everybody, and welcome into the 130th episode of the Uptempo Podcast. It's your host, Blake Lane, like always, and I'm here tonight to recap the 41-12 loss to the Penn State Nittany Lions this past Saturday. Auburn falls to 2-1 and one on the season. And look, I'm, I'm here tonight to give you my honest truth. I'm not here to sunshine pump. I'm here to just lay it all out on the line for you. If you listen to this podcast and you're an Auburn fan, you might not like what I'm going to say tonight. Right? I'm just being honest. You might not like it. I hate it, but I can't defend this any longer. This is the lowest point. This loss this past Saturday was one of the lowest points that I've ever felt as an Auburn fan. And yes, that includes the 2012 season. And a lot of you might say, oh, Blake, you're crazy. It, it's really not as bad as it seems. No, it is that bad. I told you all week leading into this game that this was do or die for Auburn football. It was do or die. It was do or die for Brian Harson. It was do or die for recruiting. And it was do or die for this fan base. And you died. You laid over, you rolled over, and you died. Right there in Jordan-Hare Stadium. In front of your own fan base who left in the third quarter. In front of an elite, in front of an elite, recruiting list you left in the third quarter i was there i was there section 35 row 50 watched it all unfold watched every single bit of it unfold the student section gone penn state fans standing up saying bye bye thanks for coming absolutely embarrassing i sat right in the middle of the penn state fans they were laughing at us And by the way, Penn State fans, I hope you absolutely enjoyed yourselves. I had a blast sitting amongst you. Those guys care about their football program. They have a a damn good time watching the game. They laugh. They cut up. They're emotional about their football team, man. Uh, They've got a lot of heart for that program. They really do. And, you know, I hope they enjoyed themselves. It had to be a fun trip to beat us 41-12 to like that, let's be honest. So, Look, I just wanted to get on here and say that I can't defend this coaching staff any longer. 
I can't defend Brian Harson, and I'm going to talk about it once I kick it over here to the Belly Up Sports Network, show them all their love and appreciation like we do each and every episode, and then I'm going to hop right in here and get after it. So thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Welcome back in, everybody, and tonight, like I said, I'm here to break down this 41-12 to shellacking that Auburn took by the Penn State Nittany Lions, and look, it wasn't pretty, okay? Like I told you, I was at the game. It was embarrassing. It's one of the lowest points as an Auburn fan that I've ever felt, and I'm not trying to throw, you know, throw any more salt on the wound than there already is, but... It was embarrassing, and there's no way as an Auburn fan you can be uh, you can be happy about this. The, I mean, I see people on social media saying, "Oh, well, it's really not as bad as it seems." No, it is. It it, it really is, and just the man, it's it's hard to put into words. Just the the product that we put on the the football field. It was embarrassing, man. There's no way you can watch that and think this team has a chance to go to a damn bowl game. There's no way. When national media members are getting online and posting their power rankings, and you see Auburn in, at 12th and 13th, they're at the bottom with Missouri and Vanderbilt, and you still think there's a chance? I see people on there, oh, well, there's, you know, back in the day, Auburn would still find a way to get to seven, eight wins. Man, get out of here. This isn't back in the day, okay? This isn't back in the day. This is the Harson error. This is the Harson error. There, there, there's no chance. There's no chance to get to seven, eight wins this year. Let's be honest. Quit quit fooling yourself. Quit believing the sunshine pumping. It's not happening. I told you all week this was do or die. And this was a swing game of how our season was going to go. There's no way you can lose this football game. At home, you have to beat Penn State. Let's be honest, people. Penn State's not a great football team. They're not. Guess what? If you think Penn State's good, you still got to play Georgia. You still got to play Alabama. You still got to play Arkansas. You still got to play Ole Miss. You still got to play Mississippi State. You still got to play LSU. You still got to play Texas A&M. They looked decent against Miami. They had a bounce back win against Miami Saturday night. You still got to play all those cats. It ain't looking good on the plains, people. Stop believing the sunshine pumping. Stop. It's not good. It's really not. Look, I was I was there Saturday. I, I drove up to Auburn Saturday morning, early Saturday morning. I got there. Me and my wife, we got there. We got out. We went to Tumor's Corner. The electricity felt amazing. The, the atmosphere, amazing. We went into Tumor's Drugstore. We got us a lemonade to start the day. We walked down to SEC Nation. It felt Amazing. The atmosphere felt wild. You could you could just feel it. Penn State fans, Auburn fans. It was it was there. It was the electricity was there. 
It was there. So then we make our way back up to Mama G's. We're like, hey, let's go get us a drink. Let's kill some time. Let's watch some 11 o'clock football. We go up to Mama G's. The Penn State fans were there, man. Auburn fans were there. It was a fun time. It really was. It, it was It was just a blast to hang out with those guys. Like I said, man, they love their Penn State football. And I thought Auburn fans brought it. I thought Penn State fans brought it. And uh, we, we make our way down to Tiger Walk. And that's when you could really feel that that – you thought Auburn was going to show out. You thought you thought this crowd uh, was was going to do a little something for this football team because Tiger Walk was it was deep, it was thick. All right, one of the thickest Tiger Walks I've seen. And the players start making their way in, and you look over and you see the commitment list. All right, standing standing with with Trevon Reed, and they're waiting on the players to file in, and they're waiting on Harson to file in, and Trevon Reed's dapping up every player, and those those recruits over there, they they're getting hyped. They're like, hey man, this is sick. All right, this shit right here, this is legit. All right, and Harson comes rolling in, man, and and he's got the orange jacket on and everything, and it's just the crowd's going nuts, and Derek Hall with the sled hammer you know he's toting it in and and you're like man this is it all right this is the turning point this is it all right we're gonna we're gonna we're about to go whip Penn State's ass you could feel it and then you get inside Jordan Hare like I said I was sitting in section 35 amongst all the Penn State folks and we we let the eagle go and you know they've all got their phones out and everybody with the war eagle and everything you know it's it's electric. They're turning around video and all of it, and they're like, "Man, this is absolutely insane! Like, this is one of the the best atmospheres we've ever witnessed. Like, it's just absolutely incredible stuff, right?" And we get into the game, man, and we kick off to Penn State first. Like Dustin said, "Hey, if you if you win the toss, you kick it to them, right? Because your defense, you want your defense to set a tone." Well, the first drive, they they moved the ball to midfield, and our defense set a tone. We get a stop. Penn State goes for it. We get a stop, and you're looking good, right? We're like, hey, let's go get seven, right? And and your first possession, you didn't look half-ass bad, right? A lot of folks want to talk about T.J. Finley, but T.J. Finley was not the problem Saturday, Okay. T.J. Finley made some nice throws, all right, and even on that first drive, uh, you know, you, you you had a you had a third and a third and I think it was third and seven, third and six maybe, and he throws a, a nice pass to Shedrick Jackson, picks up a big game. We get down in into Penn State territory, and we get a first and goal. And what do you know? Auburn stalls out. All right, Auburn stalls out, and I've had multiple people tell me, "Hey, this Harson offense, it's not going to work." It's not creative, and boy, could you tell it. Inside the red zone, no creativity at all whatsoever, okay? And th- that's that's one strike on Harson. That's one strike on Harson. This offensive line struggled, absolutely struggled. But you, you had to kick a field goal there. And, and what do we know, man? What have we known from previous Auburn teams? You can't kick field goals and trade touchdowns. You can't do it. Penn State, you you kick a field goal right there. You go up 3 nothing. What happens? Penn State drives the field. Sean Clifford with a little scamper into the end zone. They take a 7-3 to lead. All right? And your next drive, 
your next drive, what happens? All right, you're nearing the end of the first quarter. I think there was about four, five minutes left. You get the ball back. Uh, you're down seven to three. And what happens? You drive the field. You're going down into Penn State territory. The clock's running out, clock's running out, and the clock actually does run out, and you snap the football. TJ feels a little pressure. He rolls out. He's getting snatched down. He throws the ball. He tries to throw it away, and it gets picked off. All right? Bad mistake. Bad throw by TJ. He was trying to get a little extra juice on it. Didn't make it. They pick it. Their ball. But here's my thing with that. All right? And this is one of the reasons why I can't defend this shit any longer. Okay? Is the CBS crew pointed it out that the game clock expired before the ball was snapped. So the play never should have happened. And it did. And TJ threw a pick. But why in the hell is nobody on your coaching staff in the box, on the field, whatever? Why is nobody calling down to the field saying, hey, why is nobody on the headset saying, hey, that's a reviewable play. The the game clock ran out before we snapped the football. What the hell's going on? Let's review it. Nothing. Nothing. You just let it go. You let it go. Nothing. And and that that's coaching. That is coaching. That is coaching. So what do you do? You force Penn State into a punt. You force them into a punt. Your defense holds. Your defense holds. You did what you had to do. You get the ball back, man. You drive it right back down into Penn State territory. And you can't get six. You got to You got to settle for three. You got to settle for three once again. All right. It's a seven to six game. What happens next? Bam, Penn State drives right down the field, makes it 14 to 6. And look, man. Mm, mm-mm. I, I, I just. My next thing right here is turnovers, man. Turnovers. Turnovers. When the hell are we going to ever force a turnover on defense, okay? You get the ball back. You're down 14-6. to You're driving once again. And then, bang, Shedrick Jackson, fumble. TJ delivered a good ball. All of you can get on here and say, oh, it was TJ Finley's fault. It was TJ Finley's fault. No, this game was not on TJ Finley. It wasn't. I'm sorry. It wasn't. You can throw the blame on Finley. I know he hasn't been great. I know he's through you know, some picks and, and through the first three games. But, man, it really wasn't on him this weekend. So what happens? You, you get around midfield. Shedrick fumbles. Your defense has got to make a stand. They end up making a stand. And Penn State has to punt the football. And you're down 14-6, to six, okay? And time's running out near the end of the first half. And – you actually end up moving the football. You have a big play. TJ takes off and runs, picks up a big first down. Auburn looks like they want to go for points. And then what do you have? You have an offensive lineman uh, get a fifteen yard a fifteen yard unsportsmanlike conduct penalty 
for just absolutely destroying one of Penn State's defenders and just absolutely pathetic. I mean, it's pathetic. It's 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 undisciplined, and in my opinion, that all falls back on the head coach. It does. It it falls back on the head coach, and you're just playing uninspired football right there. And everybody's like, oh, well, that could have created a spark. No, it didn't create a spark. It actually took life. It took life out of the football team. It took life out of the crowd because, hey, here we go. All right, we make a big play. We got some momentum. Uh, here we are. You know, we look like we might be trying to go for some points with about 20 seconds left, and then, bam, this shit happens. And you're back, right back up where you were. So what do you got to do now? You got to take a knee, go into the locker room. It's just, it's no way it can be defended any longer. There's not. There's not. And, you know, one thing I want to say, too, is is there was some drives in this first half where Auburn was putting some shit together, okay? And TJ made some nice throws. I know the throw to Landon King uh, the jump ball 50-50, and he went up and got it, made a one hell of one hell of a catch, all right? And that was one of the things that we had been wanting to see out of Auburn receivers, right? We talk about all the time, well, they don't get the separation and they can't get open, but you throw a ball like that to Landon King and he makes a hellacious catch, and then guess what? Landon King never saw another reception the entire game, all right? He never saw another reception. And then on on top of that, what do you do? Once you have a big play like that, you rotate quarterbacks. You rotate quarterbacks, man. How is T.J. Finley going to get in a groove and going to get in a rhythm when you constantly, constantly rotating quarterbacks, man? It, it has happened the first three games. Every week, we're constantly rotating quarterbacks in and out, in and out, in and out. And I said that I said that to Dustin last week. I said, "Look, they just have to pick a guy. You either you're either going to pick T.J. Finley, or you're going to pick Robbie Ashford. Pick one of the two and go with it. Stop the rotation. It's terrible. I mean, you know, Robbie comes in that they run two plays with him. You find yourself third and long. You bring T.J. back in. Well, guess what? You obviously know third and long. T.J. Finley's in the game. What is Auburn doing? They're throwing the football. It's a dead giveaway. It's so freaking predictable, man. It's so predictable. Two quarterbacks ain't it. It's not. It's not it. There's there's just no way that Auburn can win with this going on. Just the rotation of quarterbacks every other play. It's not going to happen. It's not. And then, you know, you're down 14-6. to six. It's an eight-point game in a one-possession football game. And I watch Auburn come out of the locker room. No life. None. It looked like they were headed to a funeral. I'm being dead serious, man. You watch them come out of the locker room. Heads were hanging. I don't know what happened in the locker room. I don't know what was said. But it looked absolutely pathetic. Penn State hit the field. They They were flying around. They were getting after it. They were getting getting their work in. They were stretching, uh, just upbeat, man, having a good time. You watch Auburn on the other end, pathetic, man, absolutely pathetic. Come out, punt, three and out. Penn State drives it right down your throat, 21-6, to six. all right, 21-6. to six. Oh, Man, yeah, the next drive, what do you do? 
<laughs> Man, the next drive, what do you do? You turn the ball over. You fumble. It's 21-6. to TJ got sacked. They stripped it. They get on it. They're right in your right in your backyard. They're right in your backyard. So, uh, Penn State defense holds. Penn State gets it. They kick a field goal. Go up twenty four to six. So now is the time where you decide you want to bring Robbie Ashford in the game. It's twenty four to six. You want to try to switch something up. I really didn't understand it. I didn't get it. Uh, but now all of a sudden you want to roll with Robbie Ashford. When it's 24-6, to it's an 18-point game, and now you're, hey, let's turn to the, the, the second-string quarterback. All right, well, now where does that leave T.J. Finley's mindset? Well, you're just saying that he didn't play well enough? Because let me tell you something, it wasn't, like I said a while ago, it wasn't T.J. Finley's fault, all right? So so Robbie Ashford, he, he drives the ball down the field. You get first and goal. You get a <laughs> – you get sacked and – uh, just a couple of negative plays, and Robbie just with another poor decision. Another poor decision. Guy blanketed. He tries to fit a ball in a window. Uh, they pick it off, and just the the life the life inside Jordan Hare Stadium just in the toilet. Man went down in the drain. It it was terrible. You could just feel it, just the air just completely out of Jordan-Hare Stadium. And our offensive line, man, just, look, there's no hope. There's no hope. And and, and I'll take you back to the first game of the season against Mercer. We were a quarter in, and I said, hey, this offensive line is terrible. And a lot of you jumped in my mentions and said, oh, man, you're crazy. It's the first game. We're actually having a little success against Mercer. All right, well, go back and listen to what you just said. Okay? And no disrespect to the Mercer Bears or, or whatever, you know. Uh, go back and listen to what you just said. It's Mercer, people. All right? When you start playing the Penn States and the Arkansas and the Georgias and the Alabamas, right, we're going to get manhandled. We couldn't pick up a stunt. We couldn't pick up a blitz. Nothing that they were doing we could pick up. Tate Johnson looked lost. There's a guy running free, free right by his face to T.J. Finley. We couldn't do anything. Couldn't block a soul. Council? Nothing. Nothing. Just beat all day long. Just beat. And there's nothing you can do as a quarterback. But our offensive line is not going to get it done. And that's why I say there is no recipe to fix this. There is no way to get to eight wins. There's no way to get to a bowl game, in my opinion. And now, like I said, it's 31-6 to because as soon as Robbie Ashford throws the pick, Penn State marches it right down the field and they score a touchdown. And now, 31-6, to your fans, they're piling out. All right? They're gone. And like I told you, do or die for Auburn, right, with the commitments on the field, with the, with the recruits on the field, they're turning their heads and they're looking at the Auburn fan base walk towards the exit in the third quarter. Do you think any high school kid is looking at that and saying, hey, I want to play here, man. I really do. This atmosphere, I want to play here. This fan base, man, they're leaving in the third quarter because they're getting blown out by a mediocre Big Ten school. And I want to play here. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. Let me go ahead and commit here. All right, they're, they're, 
their fan base and, and their head coach obviously don't get along. Right? The place looks like a dumpster fire. And, yeah, let me go ahead and commit and play here. Wrong. All right? That's what I tell you. Get over yourselves if you still think this is the route that Auburn needs to go. Because it's not. Yeah, Auburn drove the field and scored a garbage time touchdown. Jarquez Hunter gets in the end zone. Great effort by Jarquez. But look, it was over. It was over. There, there was no saving it. And then in the fourth quarter, their backup quarterback gets rips. Their third string guy gets rips. And your fan base is gone. Your student section is gone. And Penn State turns it into a whiteout on the road. Pathetic, man. There's no saving this. None. It's over. Like I like I told you earlier, man, the teams that you still have to play, there's just no way. There's no way Auburn Auburn can save this. And that's why I think you have to cut ties. Look, I've I've been on the Brian Harson train and I've backed him and everything and, and I just can't anymore. I can't. I said this was do or die, and Auburn died. I can't back it anymore. The product on the field, it's just, it's not there. It's not there. It's not. And it's just, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing that, that, you know, one of the biggest things I had a problem with is your best freaking player touches the ball 11 times. He had nine rushes in the game. Nine. Tank Bigsby had nine rushes in the game. Caught two balls out of the backfield. Eleven touches. I think it was he had five touches in the first quarter, none in the second. Blasphemy. Blasphemy. I saw Jake Crane tweet TJ Finley and Tank Bigsby had the same amount of rushing attempts. <laughs> and y'all still think this can be saved. Pathetic, man. Absolutely pathetic. Our defense, we can't get a pass rush. Sean Clifford slices us and dices us. I, I just, when we blitz, we can't get home. I, I don't know, man. I really don't. I really don't. And I thought after the Owen Popo hit uh, where he rocked Sean Clifford's world, I really thought Auburn was headed to big things Saturday. I thought that Jordan-Hare Stadium erupted. I thought the fans brought it. And I thought we were we were going to scratch one out. I thought we were going to scratch a close one out. But this can't be defended any longer, man. Auburn's got to cut ties. There's got to be some guys out there. There's got to be some guys out there that can help this football program immediately. Because the Harson era isn't it. It's not. And and look, I've heard many of people say that Harson's he's his own do or die guy. He's ride or die. These are my people. All right. Well, we heard that Mike Bobo and Derek Mason weren't his people, and now he has his people in there, and we've gotten worse. We have backtracked, and we were supposed to get better, but we backtracked. And when you have 20 people hit the portal and then you get worse and you told us at SEC Media Days that it was going to get better. Hey, man, how do you feel about Auburn this year and the product you're going to put on the field? Just watch. Just watch. That's what he told SEC Media Day members. Just watch. 
Well, I watched. I was in attendance Saturday, and it was piss poor. So, look, I'm sorry, but it's something's got to change at Auburn. It's got to. And and for all these Auburn fans, look, I'm gonna tell you something real quick. Stop thinking that you're Georgia and Alabama because you're not. All right, we're not. We're not. We're the laughing stock right now. We are so close to Nebraska football that it's not even funny. And you think I'm kidding. All right, just wait. Just wait because if you don't beat Missouri Saturday, you're not winning a conference game. You're not winning a conference game. Everybody wanted to laugh at Texas A&M for losing to App State, and everybody wanted to get on Twitter last night and laugh at Arkansas for – having to come back and beat Missouri State in the fourth quarter, well, guess what? They're all laughing at us. They're all laughing at Auburn football for being the embarrassment of the conference right now. That's how bad it's got. Take a long look in the mirror, man. Take a long look in the mirror. This football team is not it. It's not. And I love Auburn football with all my heart. I love Auburn athletics. But it's not. Something's got to change. Something's got to change. So, with that being said, uh, I'm going to wrap this one up. I hate it. It sucks. But it's got to change. So, man, I will will catch you on the next one. I'm going to try to get uh, D-Lane in here, and we're going to do a little – Week three recap and talk about some of the games that went on this weekend. DG, my man DG, just got married tonight. That was where I was at earlier. Uh, that's why this podcast is coming in so late. So uh, he will be out of town all weekend on his honeymoon. Congrats to him and his wife, Danielle. Had an absolute blast at the wedding. It was a beautiful, beautiful wedding. So uh, congrats to him once again. And guys, I will wrap it up with a War Damn Eagle, and I'll catch you on the next one. I'm out. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.